0: Today on the podcast, we have my good friend, Kelly Kendall. She is a registered nurse, an internationally board-certified lactation consultant, and she owns the private practice, The Balanced Boob where she supports breastfeeding families via telehealth and locally in Maryland. She's also the creator of The Boob School, a lactation education program that teaches parents how to avoid and deal with the common breastfeeding problems so that their experience becomes easier and more enjoyable. So listen in as Kelly and I talk about ways that you can prepare yourself for breastfeeding, while pregnant. Kelly, I am so excited to have you here today. We've been trying to do this for quite a while. I think you were one of my first guests that I invited. And I don't remember what happened now, but you got sick or something. Yes, you know,
1: that having kids is one of those things that you get to experience all the germs that they bring home from school. So I think it was something like that a while ago, but I'm very happy to be here now. So
0: one of the first things that I typically ask my guests, because this is the birth experience with labor nurse mama is to just give a really brief like story or how your journey into motherhood and how you ended up doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So I like you, I'm a nurse. And I started, I was pregnant with my first and kind of thought that reading one book and watching a few YouTube videos was enough to prepare me for birth and the postpartum experience. And obviously it Didn't sufficiently prepare me. And for me personally, breastfeeding was a huge challenge and I really struggled with my first, but I, it really brought me to what I do today. Just kind of realizing how important support is for parents and that education piece and having a lactation consultant that really is like a fearless advocate for their goals. And that's really what I strive to do with my clients. And in my program, Boob School, so that's kind of what led me there was my own rough experience in the beginning.
0: Isn't that the case for pretty much all of us?
1: Yes, it's true.
0: So I love that so much because I feel like it gives you the ability to not only sympathize but empathize with your students and your clients because I tell my students all the time that you do not break an, a sweat like an, as a nurse, as a labor nurse, until you're trying to help someone breastfeed. Right. That really is what makes me break out into a sweat the most and break my back. Yes. So I tell my students all the time, there's four things that you need to be preparing for when you're pregnant. Your birth, Your baby, your breastfeeding, your postpartum. And I feel like that's so important. So I'm super excited today. We're going to go over your top tips for preparing for breastfeeding while pregnant because you can't put it off. You can't wing it, correct?
1: No. You know, I always tell people it's, you know, not fun to have to build the plane while you're flying it and be totally sleep deprived and overwhelmed. And that's not really the time that your brain is able to take in information. Right Mm -hmm. after birth, you are so exhausted. Hormonally, you're just consumed with this baby. So we really want to give you the tools now so you know what to reach for and when to reach for it after birth.
0: Oh, I think this is so important. I tell my students the same thing for birth. I educate so much at bedside, but when you're in labor and you're a brand new patient, because most of these people have not been a patient in a hospital, that in itself is disconcerting. And then like you said, after birth, you've got all these emotions going and the hormones flowing and you're exhausted. You're not going to retain that.
1: I can't tell you how many times I would be talking to a family and the mom would literally be falling asleep. I was telling her things. And I think I'm a pretty dynamic person and they just could not keep their eyes open. So really. This is the time to be filling up, you know, your toolkit and getting your knowledge base up.
0: Right. And I'm not a lactation consultant. However... I really went into being a labor nurse with a lot of pride because I have pretty much spent the majority of my life breastfeeding my own children because I have six that I've breastfed. And so I remember when I first started helping new moms, and I was so frustrated because I was like, why is this so difficult? And I wish you guys could see me because I tell my students all the time like, mom is laid back on the bed, arms back. She's like out of it. I'm holding her boob. I'm holding the baby. And I can't tell you how many times I've said, You do know that I am not coming home with you. Like, we've got to do this. So I'm so glad you're here. So let's go ahead and get kicked off talking about some ways that my mamas who are listening can start preparing right now. So, go ahead dive in
1: so i think you know the first thing i would say is really kind of knowing your equipment <laughs> both your breast your own working equipment your breast and your nipples and then also you know we'll go into what tools i think that you should need so Knowing your breasts, and the big thing that I want to, you know, make sure that people know is if you have like a history of a breast reduction or breast augmentation, that's definitely a reason to speak with a lactation consultant. We also want to be making sure that you're having breast changes in your pregnancy. So if you've experienced no breast changes in your pregnancy, they haven't grown, they haven't been sore, then that's a risk factor for, you know, having issues with breastfeeding. And that would be a reason to reach out to a lactation consultant. Because again, there's things that we can do in pregnancy and plans that we can put in place to support you right from the start. Um, And knowing your nipples. So nipples come in all shapes and sizes.
0: Isn't that true? And so knowing,
1: (laughs) you know, are your nipples everted, meaning do they stick out? Are they inverted? Are they flat? And knowing Knowing that, and you know, many moms aren't even aware of that. I've had plenty of moms go into their births really not knowing that they had inverted nipples or that their nipples were different. Also, because if you know that your nipples are possibly inverted or flat, there are also things we can do in pregnancy that can pull your nipples out and make breastfeeding easier down the line. Um Also your breast shape. So, you know, making sure that if you, like you said earlier, like if you have really pendulous breasts and your nipples point downwards, knowing how that can impact breastfeeding. So meeting with an IBCLC beforehand, we can sort of talk through some strategies that may work really well for you and make latching easier. And then also measuring your nipples. So phalanges, that's the tunnel that your nipple goes in with the breast pump. A standard phalange size that most breast pumps come with nowadays are 24 and 28. If I just had to render a guess, I would say probably 80% of the moms that I work with, if not 90, are actually much smaller than that and should have a smaller phalange size. So if you have know that your Spectra, for instance, comes with the 24 and your nipples are a 14, you know that you're going to need some sort of a, either a different flange size or an insert or something because that's going to make pumping more comfortable and more efficient if you have the correct size flange.
0: So So the incorrect size could affect your pumping experience.
1: Absolutely. It can cause pain. It can cause, you know, not emptying fully. So it really makes a big difference for your experience. And I am a big contingency plan person. So I really want the families that I work with to have the tools set up so we're not having to do like a desperate target run at two in the morning. Yeah. Because that's not fun for anybody. And I want you to be able to have the freedom to pivot if your nipples are bleeding or you just need a break. And I want you to you know, know how to use your pump, have the tools to use your pump if you need to do that.
0: Because I love that.
1: Yeah. I think it makes it less scary for people because I have a lot of moms that are like, literally, I'm so afraid of how much it's going to hurt. They've heard that these horror stories that, you know, they're going to be in tears for weeks. And that's why having the education beforehand, I think just takes so much of the pressure off because you know exactly what you need to do if you're uncomfortable and you know that you don't just have to like suffer through it alone. You'll have like, okay, what's plan B and how do I pull that out when I need to?
0: I love that so much because I tell my girls, my students, the same thing for birth. I tell them all the time, like you can't go in expecting that your epidural is going to save the day because there's legit reasons why you may not be able to get one. And there's literally nothing worse than someone who has an unmedicated birth without the education and some tools in their tool belt. And I think when we enter our parenting journey, all aspects of it – there's just going to be a lot more confidence and calmness when you understand what is happening. And I really love that you're saying this about breastfeeding because I have seen so much extreme emotion after birth about breastfeeding, whether it's mom really being negative about herself and what's going on and why is baby doing this. And I do think a lot of it comes back to preparing while you're breastfeeding. Like, even like you said, like you learn something new every day. I had no idea about the breast hump and your nipple sizes. Like I yeah. did not know that was something you should do. And I had terrible time pumping and now I'm like, gosh, did I just not know this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And You know, a big thing that I work with the families in boob school about is setting up your goals and your mindset ahead of time. So, you know, one of the biggest things I coach is when you're making goals about breastfeeding, so many people are like, I just want to exclusively breastfeed for three months or four months or six months. And there's very little about how you want the experience to make you feel. And we only have control over so much when it comes to breastfeeding or birth. We can educate ourselves, but there's things that are outside of our control. And how do we make goals around birth and around breastfeeding that really are attainable for people? Like, I want feeding my baby to be a bonding experience. Or I want feeding my baby to feel like it's connecting me with my child. Because no matter how we need to pivot for breastfeeding, we can still meet those that goal. Even if we have to introduce a pump or bottles or a nipple shield or whatever that we need to do to kind of make things work in the right now, we can still have a beautiful experience if we're really focusing on that relationship between mom and baby, which is the centerpiece of what I am focused on is really how do we preserve and enhance the mom's experience and their confidence and their enjoyment of feeding their baby.
0: I love that so much. So now we know that we have to get comfortable with our equipment, whether it's our body or what we bought. What would you say is a next key part of preparing for breastfeeding while pregnant?
1: So my you know, if you follow me at all on Instagram, you've probably heard me talk about this a thousand times, hand expression. Hand expression, which is, if you've never heard it before, it's using your hands to help remove milk out of your breast. That milk can be your earliest milk, which is colostrum. And the reason that this is an incredibly powerful tool is A, if we hand express Early and often after birth, it is one of these things that really has been proven in studies to help support milk supply. So it really helps build a robust supply for mom. And number two, it's one of the supportive, most supportive things we can do for baby is have mom express her colostrum and spoon feed babies. So you've probably been in a situation like this many times, Trish, where you have a baby that maybe flew out of mom. She had a precipitous birth and baby is just not ready to feed. They're just gaggy and spitty and just not ready. And you know, mom has baby skin to skin and but baby's still not ready to feed. And we can't force babies. They are their own little ba- own little person. But what I want is mom to say, okay, like I don't need to go down a doom scroll and worry that everything is ruined because my baby isn't latching right now. I know what to do, and that thing is hand expression, and I know I can use my hands, I can express for a few minutes, I can put it on a spoon, and I can spoon-feed the baby, keep the baby skin-to-skin, and just rinse and repeat until baby is ready to go to the breast. And it takes so much of the pressure off of parents from having to, like, desperately trying to latch this baby who just simply isn't ready yet to know like, okay, I have something I can pull from that I know is going to help my milk supply and I know it's going to support my baby. And I just find having that, going into your birth, knowing how to do it. And again, everybody's equipment is a little bit different. So you're the way that you hand express that works for your boss might be a little bit different than for me or for you, for Trish. So practicing in those last days and weeks of your pregnancy is
0: you. Oh, I love that because I've been, I am literally obsessed with Haka's Cholesterol yeah. Collector Kit. I'm obsessed. I think that every unit should have them so that we can help mom if, if we have an issue. I mean, whether you've got a cleft palate or if you've got a GDM baby who's having to have their blood sugar checked. And like you said, sometimes they just don't wanna latch. So yes, ha- I've hand expressed a lot. I've worked at a lot of baby-friendly hospitals. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely promote that there, but I've worked at a lot that jump right to giving them formula. And so I love that you're saying that. So just really quick, as far as hand expression. Expressing, when do you recommend they start doing that? Like, give them a week. They want numbers. We want
1: numbers. So, I always say 38 weeks or when you're cleared by your physician. So, if you're cleared to go into labor on your own, then you should, it should be, you should be totally fine to hand express. There are some very uneducated providers out there who will say, you know, oh, don't do that. It can stimulate labor. Well, at 38 weeks, that's really okay to stimulate labor. And if
0: You'd you, have to do a lot of expressing exactly. to stimulate labor, yes. like three hours worth. I don't think anybody's going to do that. Yes,
1: I agree. You would be very surprised what I hear from moms when they talk to their providers. So, if you are allowed to be having sex or go into labor, you're literally stimulating the same hormones. You're stimulating oxytocin. So, at 38 weeks, I usually tell people once or twice a day, set the timer for five minutes, alternate hand expression and massage. We go over this a lot in boob school. I have demos. I have you know, written down charts where you can print out and mark when you're doing it, if you're one of those people that likes the really hands-on stuff. And yeah, I've seen it make a huge, huge reduction in stress for moms knowing that they have this tool. And the other thing, I had a mom reach out to me and she was like, Kelly, your video and hand expression got me through the first day of my child's life when they were in the NICU before I got to meet with a lactation consultant. The NICU was so busy. No one was able to help me with breastfeeding. I had to, I was asking for a pump. I wasn't getting it, but I knew how to do this. And she's like, This is the reason that I think that we were able to make it. Because if without that, you know, she's like, A, I think, you know, baby would have just been getting bottles. And I, my breast would have been missing that really important early stimulation. So, really encourage all pregnant people to learn how to do this.
0: I love that. I think it's really important. And it is important to note that most hospital units have one, maybe two lactation consultants, but most postpartum units have about 60 couplets. Yeah. So, it, that that could be waiting a while, and those time that time is precious, exactly. And I
1: think that's what probably makes me and you unique in our teaching style because we've both been at the bedside. So my teaching style is very much like what I've seen and what is realistic. Mm -hmm. Families, you know, in a perfect world, I would love that you could call a lactation consultant every time you wanted to latch your baby, (laughs) but that's simply not going to happen. Even with the best lactation consultants in the world, it's just a numbers game. So it's really Mm -hmm. up to you to have these skills when you're, when you need to use them.
0: Oh, I think that's perfect. We are hosting a free five-day online event educating expectant mamas on proven ways to ditch their fears of labor and losing control so that you can work with your body, not against it. Will I be able to handle the pain? What if I tear, poop, or need a C-section? How can I make sure the care team listens to me? As moms-to-be, it's completely normal that our minds become filled with so many what-ifs as the big day approaches. But here's the problem. Fear produces adrenaline, which slows your labor progression and works against oxytocin, that feel-good, labor-encouraging love hormone. The solution to combating all that fear and adrenaline education, and understanding. That's exactly what five days to a fearless birth experience offers. You can join us, led by me, a seasoned high-risk labor and delivery nurse, and our team doula, Taylor. Here's what you can expect. for live trainings a 15-page downloadable workbook plus worksheets sent to you every single day of the event, access to our pop-up Facebook group, which will only be active during the event, daily giveaways and aspirations, plus live Q&As and the opportunity to join our VIP experience. Make sure you join us. Click the link in the show notes. We can't wait to see you inside. Okay, so what would you suggest next for a mom preparing? So
1: I am a contingency plan person because I think one of the biggest fears people have is what if it hurts so bad that I can't do it? And what I tell people is we're never going to let it get to that point, okay? we You're going to have a pivot strategy is what I like to call it. So if you are in an incredible amount of pain or you are just hitting an absolute wall. Instead of burning it all down, we just need to have a plan to pivot. And what that can look like is pumping for 24 hours and giving the baby a bottle. And the important thing is I want you to know how to give that bottle in a way that still is supporting your breastfeeding goals. So learning how to case bottle feed, which is a way of positioning the bottle and positioning the baby so it's the most similar to the breast as possible. Because when we're blending breast and bottle, we're trying to make those experiences very similar. And if we aren't educated about that and we just pop a bottle in our baby's mouth and they suck it down, when they go back to the breast, they may be kind of impatient and a little bit frustrated because the flow of your breast milk may be a little bit slower. But if we do it really mindfully, I see babies be able to seamlessly go back and forth. And it can be a huge relief just for parents, just to know they have a plan in place if they need it. And they might not, but knowing it's there, like you said, you do not want to go into this totally blind, just thinking... Oh, well, I'm only going to have an unmedicated birth or I'm only going to exclusively breastfeed my baby. We want you to have a broad understanding of all the possibilities so you're not surprised and you're able to pivot when you need to.
0: Well, I think that's important too because I've had – unfortunately, I've had some friends who are exclusively breastfeeding and something crazy comes up. I mean, for my own sister, she was breastfeeding and she got in a terrible car accident. Yeah, And she was in the hospital and could not breastfeed her daughter. And it would have been very beneficial. I mean, I'm surprised I end up having kids after that experience yeah. because I'm the one who watched her baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And it was a nightmare, yeah. a absolute nightmare. And so, yeah, you don't know, like there might be a, a situation where you end up having to have a surgery or you have to have something going on. And I think just the same, like you said, with the birth map, we call it a birth map, not a birth plan. So I think it's good to have a breastfeeding map as well, because the destination with both birth and with breastfeeding is a healthy baby, a healthy mama, mentally and physically. And I think I love that you're saying like it's okay like you have permission to do something different if you have to and it doesn't mean like it's the end of the yeah. world we're done. And
1: those are the people that I actually see meeting their goals more are the people that are willing to pivot and do what they need to do and have a really long view. Those are the people that it might take a couple weeks it might take a couple months to get exactly where you need want to with breastfeeding but if you're able to pivot and have support and kind of get your own head wrapped around things, it can make it a way more joyous experience. And that really is what the goal is, you know, not the details, like I, it, you know, not whether or not your baby ever gets formula or you ever have to use a nipple shield or whatever it's, you know, is this an experience that looking back on you think about fondly and that it was a bonding experience for you and your baby and just saying something about what you said about your sister Another important thing is a lot of parents don't know that really at about three or four weeks after birth, we want to be starting a daily bottle with baby. Does not need to be a full bottle, like a mist feeding with you can just be simply a half an ounce of breast milk in a bottle. But that's exactly for that reason, because I want baby to be very used to getting bottles and comfortable with that bottle feeding skill. So If there's ever any unexpected separation between mom and baby or, God forbid, you want to go on a date night, you are able to give the baby to somebody who can feed them with a bottle and you guys can have a little bit of a break.
0: So I love that you brought that up because you and I both know there's a lot of pressure sometimes from specialists in this field, whether it's you should not get an epidural, you need to go unmedicated, or you need to do this, or don't you dare get induced, or if you do this. And I like that you're saying this because one of my students explained my birth classes as like this buffet or smorgasbord, and Trish lays it all out, and then you pick and choose what's best for your family. And I want you guys to hear that. I love that. saying the same thing about breastfeeding because I think, and I spent pretty much most of my life breastfeeding because I breastfed six Mm -hmm. children for a long time. And so I'm not this like breastfeeding like policeman that is going to say, oh no, don't do this or do that. But The most important thing is that the experience is good for you both. And I think sometimes when you're a breastfeeding mom, even though you're exclusively breastfeeding, being able to run to Target and peruse the aisles is the difference between life and death. Absolutely when you're that in that frame of mind. Absolutely. So I like that you're saying that because I had some of mine that had no problem taking a bottle. And then I had some that literally wouldn't. Yeah. So and if I had done that, it might have been an option. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And I 100% agree with you and that's really how I view boob school is the same way. Like I want to give you the education and you to understand the foundation so you can make the decisions that support your family, what your goals are and your connection with your baby because the details of that Aren't as important as how you feel. Did you have agency? Did you have understanding? Did you have, did you feel empowered that you were making choices versus, you know, feeling pressured or not understanding or, you know, being scared? You know, I want you to really be feeling good as you navigate this experience because like I want you to look back on it and be like, you know what, it wasn't perfect because nothing is but it was good and it was ours and it was a meaningful connecting experience for me and my child.
0: Yeah. I love that because there's so much pressure on us as moms and parents to do it this way or do it that way, or especially from like well-meaning friends and family will put a lot of pressure on new parents. And I would say that's one of the things that I feel like COVID has done well for new parents is that they isolated them so they could figure it out on their own, which in some cases, I know for you guys listening, because I have a lot of students who are having their second and third COVID baby. Can you believe that? And I think back to those first days because I launched my first birth course in April of 2020. And so a lot of those moms, especially delivering right in that time had no family support. However, I will say that there is a blessing in every season because sometimes not having all those different opinions and voices playing in can really help you succeed. And I think that, again, for your students, for my students, That they need to choose for them. This is their baby. This is their journey. No one else is this baby's parent but you.
1: Right. Absolutely. I feel that 100%. And really, that's what, in a perfect world, that's what our jobs are. Like, my job is not to tell you what to do. It's to give you the tools and support you to make that decision based on whatever your individual goal is.
0: Yeah. And that journey is yours and yours alone. Yeah. No one else is journeying with this baby, but the two of you. Right. And so I really love that. Okay. So some other tips that you would recommend for a mama who is preparing to breastfeed and her partner.
1: You know, I really think going back to that education and something like Boob School, where you both can look at it and you can return to it. That's another thing that is really great about, and different with breastfeeding education than birth education. Like birth is, you know, couple hours to a couple days and then that experience is over and you go into your postpartum experience with breastfeeding it can go on literally for years and decades for some people and so it changes a lot from those early weeks to a baby who's a few months old to a baby who is weaning and you don't need to fill all that information into your head before birth Like, you're not going to remember it anyway. So I want you to be like, okay, I'm going to look at these things now. And then when I'm ready to be preparing to go back to work, I'm going to pull up that module. Or I'm going to pull up that one about mastitis because I feel like I'm working on a clog. Um, Because it really does help to have those check-ins along the way. So I I think maybe that's what I would end with is like, breastfeeding is an evolution. Yesterday, I saw two moms who had six-month-old babies who are acting exactly like six-month-olds. They are pulling on and off a million times. They'd rather play than nurse. Like They're kicking and acting all crazy. And if that was a newborn who was pulling off 17 times during a feed, it would be a problem. With a six-month-old baby, that can be totally normal. So knowing that it isn't just the days and weeks of the beginning of your breastfeeding experience that you deserve support and education. It's your entire journey. And being in in a program like Boob School that has some sort of support and some sort of peer component where you can hear other moms and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that stage when they're sticking their finger up your nose when they're that age, you know, it normalizes it and it makes it feel a lot less scary as these changes come along with baby.
0: It's so funny. As the minute you start describing that, I've been in that stage I so know. many times. I'm I know. Like, I can feel my baby like twisting my left nipple I, like right now. I, I know. It's just so much fun. One of my friends, Courtney, on Instagram just posted a reel of her breastfeeding. And all you see is the little hand coming up, messing with her nose, her mm-hmm. eyebrow, her lip, yeah. her hair, her ear. Yeah. So I love that you said that because we just recently started working together, you, and I had you come in. In and teach a workshop inside of our birth course. And I tell, I've been telling my girls ever since, like, I learned something new with you that I've been doing this a long time. And like I said, I pretty much spent 15 years breastfeeding. Mm. Scary. Yeah. So You know, it's, you know, some of what you were teaching, I did naturally just because I breastfed for so long. But I love that. So can you just give us a really quick, like, inside the boob school, mom is pregnant, what part of the boob school would you recommend that she does? And what, like, what does that include? So boob school, there are six core modules, which are broken up into like
1: 20 or 30 minutes. And those are the ones that I really want you to focus on before birth. We're going to be going into hand expression, all the things we talked about today, nipples, understanding latch, and you're talking about... Understanding latch in a way that you can translate to any position, kind of knowing what makes a baby latch on better, What how we can position our body and baby's body so we're using their natural reflexes. And we talk a lot about that in boob school. I also have a guide. So... You download it to your phone. So at two in the morning when shit is hitting the fan and you're like, what did we say about this? You can pull it up right on your phone. And then I have a bunch of troubleshooting modules for down the line and go into tongue tie and low milk supply and all that jazz. And then we have a Facebook group and we're doing bi-monthly Zoom calls where you can come and bring your questions. You can come and just bitch. You can, you know, find community with other breastfeeding families and with me. So it really is something from that first latch, that before birth, even all the way to weaning, that we're going to be able to kind of hold your hand through that whole experience. And like I said, you don't have to know everything before birth. You just need to know these core things and you need to know where to go. And that is not Google. That is not the random Facebook mommy group that you're in. It's knowing where you can find really trusted, distilled information that's going to be presented in a way that's easy to access and that you can understand.
0: I I love that you pointed that out because I tell my girls all the time, like Nurse Google and Dr. Google and Facebook groups, you can find recommendations for things inside of mom groups, but if you do ask, if you try to get, whether it's birth or breastfeeding tips, you're going to get a lot of opinions. So when I mean like recommendations, hey, do you know a VBAC friendly provider in my area? Or do you know a pediatrician that you would recommend? But you don't want to ask questions like, you know, specifically about what's your thoughts on unmedicated birth? Cause you're going to get it all. Or it all. what's your thoughts on exclusively breastfeeding? Or I'm thinking about giving my baby a bottle. You're going to get reamed. You're going to get praised. but you're going to get the same type of thing you would get from your family and friends. Yeah. So I love that you said that. And I also love that you and I are both unique in our classes that we offer so much support. And I like that you offer the bi-monthly group hangout because what I have found inside of Calm Labor And the VBAC lab is that I can't teach everything in the course because there's always that one weird situation. And I like that my girls, and I'm sure the same for you, we call it our happy hour. I love during happy hours that when one mom is having this random weird experience with her provider or with her birth or her pregnancy, when we talk about it six months down the road, Another mom is able to watch that recording and say, oh, well, you know, Beatrice went through this then and now I'm going through it. And I like it because, you know, like you said, like I've had a breast augmentation. And so being able to talk to you during that would have been so valuable for me when I was breastfeeding Grayson, because it was one of Mm -hmm. the most emotional, difficult Things that I ever went through and I put so much pressure on myself and struggled mentally in a way that I have not struggled much in my life because of the pressure that I put on me and just to have someone else like guide me like I met with a lactation consultant but like you said I went in there I was exhausted from no sleep he was screaming he also had the milk dairy protein allergy Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. my milk supply was is was horrible because of my augmentation and if I would have had like a group to talk to when all hell wasn't breaking loose would have been huge for me. So that yeah, being said, yeah. you guys check out the Boob School. I love the name. I think it's great. Yeah. We're going to have some links in the show notes and some information about Kelly and how you can find her. Super excited to have you. I'm so glad we finally did it. We've been trying since like yeah. February or March.
1: I know. Geez, well, I'm glad I'm here now. It's so good to finally connect. And we are on the same page about so many things. And I'm just excited to be able to have something to offer your followers that I think will make the whole experience a lot easier once they're through the birth and ready to move on to the next thing.
0: Last question. What is your superpower?
1: That's a really hard one. I would say my superpower is explaining things in a really digestible way. Like I love taking big concepts with breastfeeding and breaking them down in a way that makes sense and sticks in people's heads. And I love, that's probably one thing. And I love meeting people where they're at and just witnessing them and just loving on them. And I think maybe that's the biggest thing that I do as a lactation consultant isn't even all the clinical work. It's the telling moms how damn awesome they are, because like you said, they are so hard on themselves. And I just, I am an incredible believer in It doesn't – you're not going to remember in 25 years what I told you about your nipples. You're going to know, like, I listened to you. You felt heard. You felt supported. You felt seen. And that's really what I keep my eye on and focus on when I'm working with families because that's the most important part of our job.
0: I love that, and I love asking my guests. I keep forgetting. The last couple guests, I keep forgetting (laughs) to ask them because I love – asking that because I think we as moms and women forget how incredible we are and how many hats we wear. So my last question before we hop off is what would your partner say is your superpower? And it could be whatever you...
1: I would say my partner would say that I'm really strong. I have been through a lot and I am always working to get better and to grow and to heal myself and heal the world. And I work really tirelessly to just be my truest self and live my calling. And I would say that I probably more than any other person you know, have read all the self help books. I'm
0: always trying to get. Oh, I'm pretty sure you would get along with my husband. He's the same (laughs) way. He's like, you need to read this book. You need to read that book. My husband has been the biggest mental health coach for me ever. Like, he's like, don't speak that You're manifesting that. Stop. Absolutely. (laughs) So here's to manifesting good things. So all of you guys listening, before you get out of your car or wherever you are, I want you to out loud say, this is my superpower and talk good about yourself because you're incredible. And we're so happy that you listened today. I hope you loved this episode with Kelly. You can find all the information to the boob school. We're super happy about it in the show notes and you can find her on instagram as the balanced boob there you go because we all need balanced boobs all right guys i'll see you next week friday at seven thirty. have a great week